0: Good evening and uh, welcome to episode 15 of Two Clubs, One Love. Um, we've got quite a packed um, one tonight. Uh, well, as you notice already, uh, for people that are watching, uh, Daz is not with us, unfortunately. Um, he's crying over the fact that the com dog um, got the equalizer. <laughs> And uh, yes, but no, no, on a serious note, he's, he's working like, he has given me a full brief of the uh, yesterday's game. So we'll be touching base on his views on the Hearts game uh, later on in the show. Uh, but I hope you're all well, um, everyone that's listening. Um, hope you've had a good weekend. I certainly uh, have had a bit of a chilled one. Uh, I've also enjoyed my two teams getting six points. So as far as I can say, it's been a fantastic weekend. And talking of six points... Um, and two hat-tricks. Our um, guest for this week, um, <laughs> our first guest, should I say, Rob, uh, will be loving the fact that Bowman and Salah have banged in a hat-trick. So, without um, further ado, how are you? How's yeah, good today? mate.
1: Cheers for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Not a problem. Not a problem. Thanks for filling in. Um, so, how has your weekend been?
1: I've had worse. <laughs> 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 no, it was good. It was good. Um Obviously yesterday yesterday was a bit out of the blue, really. Um after yeah. Oxford it felt massive that we got something well to, to grind out a win really, a bit like last week, but to do it in the way they did was um was great, wasn't it?
0: No, no, it was good there sorry that I was just uh, re- uh, sharing that out uh, so everyone else can see it on that page. So yeah, no, it was it, it was fantastic. Um I was working unfortunately, so I didn't get to uh obviously would be able to watch it anyway unless I was on any illegal channels which I of course never do (laughs) Uh, but no I I watched the game in full um, you know this morning watched the highlights last night as well yeah and um, on paper like people look at that as a you know 4-1 okay they scored the three goals after descending off but we started off like a train didn't we we scored after six minutes and we could have had two or three before half time so the 4-1 result you know, some people will look a bit, OK, sending off and that. But we played really well yesterday, didn't
1: we? I thought so, yeah. I thought um, first half, 3 4 nil wouldn't have um, wouldn't have flattered us whatsoever. Um, the, the red card, it's easy to look at that now, isn't it? And think, oh, the game turned on the red card. But no, no I, I thought we were very good. If it wasn't for a bit of shoddy finishing and, um, you know, one good save from our goalkeeper, I, you know, we could have been out of sight by half-time, no problem.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's great. I mean, I mean, Bowman. You know, he's a, he's a very workman-like striker. You know, he'll pick up second balls and that. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's a good finisher. He's proven that in in the past for his other clubs. And usually, strikers never seem to replicate that sort of form when they come to us. Um, but maybe, maybe, just maybe, that Bowman could be the answer for something we've been looking for. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Udo as well, he he sort of works hard, to, you know, he gets slated so many times <laughs> in the past but yeah. I mean, for me, those two you know, uh, even before yesterday, I mean, I was at the MK Dons last week as you know, and you know, Bowman for me changed the game Yeah, when he came on
1: Yeah, well, I mean, Cosgrove was so ineffective, they needed to do something didn't they at half-time and um, <laughs> bringing him on yeah. um, I mean, You mentioned there about him, you know, linking well with, with Udo, but you know, it's it's not just when he comes short and the flick ons, you know, he, he works for channels well as well. And he, you right. know, he brings Bennett in or if he goes over the other side, whoever's, you know, whichever left back we've got at the time. Um, but yeah, yeah very, very good. I, I was really surprised he was even um he was even on the bench last week after what had happened at Ipswich.
0: Yeah, no, I mean I, I was very surprised. And in actual fact, um I was like my my wife um uh, was absolutely buzzing. She's like, Oh, these seats are great. So I've got the like the family seats uh, in the family, like the family stand so I was right by the dugout and I wanted to be sort of close by anyway um, and yeah. it, it was great we were, on, we were literally the first level so it was, it was brilliant like you know right by yeah. the pitch side and um, you took
1: you, you your daughter didn't you
0: yeah yeah and she loved it like she yeah what an it, experience
1: but. man to take her down oh. there i bet you've told her about it for ages so it's, it's class to get down here and then experience it you know together yeah
0: she, she was absolutely buzzing all weekend after that and she had a great we had a great weekend it was chilled out after and that yeah and i think the wind just topped it off i mean i, I, I was gonna sound it badly a bit, but i was proper well and like at times like and like, yeah i feel myself well enough not just like it was just a whole Um, experience you know like the fan zone it was much improved from when our last was down Uh, because I tend to go to away games so the last home game I went to uh, funnily enough we won and kept a clean sheet as well so maybe I should pop down more often
1: I think you Um, should
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it it was great and I mean it was a great moment for me like to be able to take my daughter to a game and as a family as well so um, credit to Shrewsbury, like we've got a lot of things wrong over the the season or yeah. on the pitch as well but credit you know the, it was such for me a great family day out and, and I felt so comfortable and Charlotte was made to feel so welcome so you know credit there but yeah just sort of off track a bit there but Bowman yeah, was warm no 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 it was um, Bowman was like he came across was warming up and I was like, Ryan, great to see you back, you know, like, you know, keep going man, you know, and he just gave me the like, the thumbs up and the wink and like that and I was like, yeah. oh. it was sort of like uh, Charlotte's Charlotte seems a good out. lad, doesn't he, he? Yeah. yeah. Hey. He seems
1: a good lad from the interviews that he's done as well. He seems. Yeah, yeah, and, you
0: know, and he, he's, he's one, one of the players like Bennett who likes to be on Twitter and um, likes to interact with the fans and liking yeah. the tweets yeah. and sort of, and it's good to see that and, Obviously it's not great when things are going bad, but at the end of the day he's an honest guy, like and yeah. you know, he's combat well I mean to, to think like that two weeks ago, yesterday, he was in a hospital, like lying in the hospital, yeah, probably worried, wondering what the hell was going on. And then yeah. two weeks later to come in squat hat trick and then the system is that's just you know, it's unreal. Like forget about how the rubbish we're doing in, in recent yeah. weeks and whatnot. Just to pull out a performance like that, I'm yeah, dead shaft
1: yeah me too man um apparently his um his heart rate was two, 250 like um which is just i mean that's worrying isn't it um I'm... you know for, for anybody let alone like you know these athletes who are a bit more finely tuned than me and you you know um yeah, but, no, yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah he um I, I overheard a few people saying in the ground yesterday that um apparently this was an issue at exeter as well so i don't know if it's something that they need to keep an eye on but um, you know, mm. you have to get through medical, so he must have been okay. But it's quite worrying to hear that that's happened before.
0: Top, well, that's the first I've heard of it, and and it yeah, is a worry really because, it, yeah. because because like if you go, if you think back to some of the footballers in the past, like Malumba, is it not Malumbu, um is it Yeah. The, Mwamba, the yeah. Players, yeah. Um, or who else has been other players? Yeah trying to think uh, well,
1: Christian Eriksen in the summer look at him you know I,
0: I, Oh, just I was going to say that I was just trying to think man, there was a massive one here that, yeah, I mean, Christian yeah. Erickson, you've had Daniel Blint as well um, yeah. you've had, you had a pacemaker put in um, yeah. it's actually like it's mad to think that all these footballers you expect them to be fit healthy running ticking off clockwork you know but you know, maybe that's shows. the problem
1: maybe that's the problem they're so finely tuned that the slightest thing that wouldn't affect us affects them so badly maybe no, I don't
0: know no but it was you know great to see and, yeah uh, I mean yeah, yesterday for me was just a complete performance I mean see, see when I seen they had a player sent off I instantly was like ah, yes but then I instantly stopped and thought, no, this is Shrewsbury time. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to no, screw this up. No, I was
1: the opposite. For once, I was actually the opposite. <laughs> um, I, I was sat with my mate, uh, my mate Paul and, and Luke, and um, we, I said, look, I looked as soon as um, he, he gave him the red, I looked at the clock, and I think there was 22 minutes left. I thought, mm. that's a long time, especially with the way we were playing anyway. Um, no. And I think in the end, um, we, had, we got the, uh, for the second and third goals anyway, the um, you could see the overlap with the extra man, like uh, yeah. when when you watch it back. So um, yeah, it did make a difference. But um, we had the momentum. I I I had no I had no doubt that we'd go and get another goal.
0: Yeah, I I think I think um, looking at it on the positive, um, yeah, there's one or two teams around has got games in hand and whatnot. But I feel I'd rather have the points on the board. Um, yeah. Because when we got relegated years back in the conference, we had like five games in hand and still got relegated, yeah. you know. So, yeah. to me, games in hand, it's all well and good having games in hand, but you've got to win them and got to get the points. So I, know, I know it's early days, but I just feel as though you just got to take your next game, you know, get as many points as you can. Um, if, you if you're not going to win, get the draw, you know. So, I, you know, I mean, you mentioned Oxford there. The Oxford game for me was a. It was, I was really disappointed because I was actually quite positive going into it. I yeah. paid to watch it as well online after the buzz of Saturday yeah.
1: um,
0: and it was absolutely I thought we were okay first half I thought we matched them and we looked yeah. good and threatening Udo looked good but yeah, they always say goals change games and as soon as we conceded that goal we just we didn't look like coming back from that. Their heads are gone aren't they? I, and it was it was just the manner of the goal we conceded it was disappointing but yeah I mean, credit to Shrewsbury, they've come back and they've got the win. That's six out of nine. You know, to be fair, like six out of nine against MK Dons, Oxford, and Cambridge. I mean, yeah. we, that's 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 good going, like you know, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah,
1: we had a bad run, a bad run of fixtures. Sorry, um, you know, yeah. MK Dons probably weren't expecting much out of that. If we're being brutally honest, so that was that oh, felt right. like a freebie. Um, Oxford probably felt a bit of a freebie, but after last Saturday, you would have been a bit more confident. I and mean, today was absolutely—sorry, oh, yeah. um, yesterday was absolute
0: must-win for me. Yeah, I think the only problem is that we've won two out of two in the in, at home now, which is great. and We're starting to become a bit more of a fortress at home again, which is great because we always have been. Yeah, but my concern is that you know we're going to—hopefully, we're not going to be relying on our home form because we need to start picking up away wins and. I don't know, I said last week to Daz um, that Steve Cottrell wait, we'll talk about his interviews in a minute um, <laughs> that's that's another subject but see like, see if Steve Cottrell had got them, one or two players in and then hadn't been so he's created a rod for his own back I feel yeah, he, because you know I think the interviews he's just feeling the pressure and I feel like he's pissed off with himself. And I think that's why he's like he is in his interviews. Maybe I know he can be like that in the past and he's always been short, but he's always come across as a decent guy as well. Like in other aspects, I just feel as though the negatives always overtake the, the positives and, and, and things like this. And don't get me wrong. For a mi- I don't think for a minute he should be like the way he is to like Sir Lewis and, and Stewie like Cause the, you know, they've, they've been doing, they're just doing a job. Um and he you know, if he looks back maybe in a few months he may you never know, he may realize and apologise to him. Yeah. I, I don't yeah. know, but but you know, and maybe he won't, that's just the way he is. But he, he is under a lot of pressure. He, he he knows he is. Um and I just disagree with like the whole booing really. I know the first half at MK Dons was crap, like that's not yeah. gonna be wrong. But I, I'm I used to be like booing, but I am not with it now because it doesn't help us. What yeah. Does, who who does what does it achieve? You know right. what does and achieve? If you're going to vent your frustration, do it at full time when the game's buying when yeah. the ninety minute ninety plus minutes is up. That's when you vent your frustration. Like it was been a bad, you know, that's fair news. But see when it's like at half time, oh, I just don't see the point in it. To be honest,
1: I, agree I, don't know I you,
0: agree. I Don't know what your what your view is on that.
1: Yeah, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. And um, some of the chance that more so with the away games, really. Um, there's a select few that, you know, they they always start it and um yeah, it's it's not great and it's not gonna help the players at the end of the day. I I got into and also um you made a good point there that you know, in the ground, but also online as well, the amount of abuse that it's almost mm, yeah. as if as soon as that full time whistle post goes up on Twitter, cottralo abuse here, abuse there. And I'm not I've got my own opinions on him and, and how he's treated, you know, the media, but Christ, mm. like there were season ticket holders on there saying, "I'm going to rip my season ticket up until he's gone." You know, I'm not going to go
0: back mm. until he's gone. And the um... thing is, we've been we've been saying this the last three years since Hurst has left. No. It's like it's like we're comparing to the Hurst season. And until yeah. we get to the playoffs again, we'll be happy. But unfortunately, if you look at Shrewsbury's record, have we ever been a team that's been in the playoffs all the time? We haven't. So no. I'm not saying I'm not saying we should accept it. But yeah. at the same point, you've got to be realistic about it. Like, the, yeah, definitely. And you know, posting pictures of Paul Hurst every couple of days is
1: is not helping. Yeah. You know, um, no, nah, he'll
0: it, be playing us next season before you know it. Yeah, yeah, right so, yeah. <laughs>
1: you know, well, but, hopefully not.
0: <laughs> well, no, hopefully not. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I've got my views on Paul Hurst and what he's done, but yeah, I like yeah. him. He's a likable guy, and I, I hope yeah. he does all right. Yeah. You know, he's,
1: yeah, me too, me too.
0: People are allowed to make mistakes and. You know, at the end of the day, he gave us one of the best seasons ever as a Shrewsbury Town fan. Let's not forget that. So, you know. He did and, but, he, and he,
1: he he tried to go for, you know, but he wanted to manage at a higher level. How he handled it was, in my opinion, terrible. But, you know, oh, it's like anyone, if someone offered you a pay rise at a, a better company or
0: or whatever, yeah, exactly. I mean, maybe, you know. So even if a bank came in and said to me, "Here you go, you're getting an extra twenty grand a year," but like, I see you later, I wouldn't have any morals. I'll be, <laughs> yeah, I'll be on my yeah, bike. Exactly, uh,
1: exactly. It's just not in the public eye. That's all, isn't it?
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's, always, it's it's always the same in football. You know, loyalty these days is very rare. So yeah, it's, it's yeah. no surprise really. But it, it's it's just you know, we're always gonna get frustrated on that. But no, yeah. I mean going back to cultural like I just I just think people were very, much, a bit, I've got very short memories, like because okay, he had the illness and whatnot, and that sort of overshadows people's thinking and that. But yeah. let's be realistic. He's on a massive contract in terms of length, so we're going to have to pay him money. We've got, we can't really afford to. Yeah. I'd rather save that money for January if we are going to use that. Yeah. To pay someone, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, why pay Copsville off? And I get why people are like, oh, I don't trust him, and uh, another transfer window. I get that, and I totally get that. But at the same point, who are you going to bring in? Like, yeah. who is actually going to come in? Like, okay, you're going to have to get someone on a free, or you you're going to have to pay money to bring someone from somewhere. Let's not forget what Cottrell did when he first came in. He went, I mean, I remember we had Lincoln away, Holloway, Doncaster away. All these teams were in the top three or four at the time. And we went down one one Like, Yeah, back to back as
1: well, wasn't it?
0: That's what I mean. So like, you know, and we didn't think we'd be MK Don. So it's, you know, just, mm. I always say, treat the next game as it comes like. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. We... I mean,
1: just touching on, on, on your point there when you said about, um, you know, who'd want to come in. I think if you handle the interviews right, you might get some players as well. I mean, at the minute, mm. if a player's looking at a team who's near the bottom of a league, that's that's tough enough to attract them as it is. But then when mm. he's um, been so prickly with, you know, Lewis, with Dunny, um, and you know, his treatment of, you know, some of the the youth players. I mean, less can't yeah, no, really uh, in the game. It doesn't look good, does it? No,
0: nah, I mean, see, the one I was really disappointed about was Caton, like, I mean, uh, you know, he's always got a lot to learn and he didn't really, it was really shut eyes. It's just really, see, as a young player, that's um, a bit yeah. of a concern, like, because they, they need, they're not going to be the perfect article, you know, but you need to have I don't know. Maybe it's just Cottrell's way, but for me, I think Cottrell's a bit too stuck in his old ways. You know, football's moved on now. Um, Yeah, that's... In terms of football and mental health and with footballers as well, that's moved on. You know, that wasn't really spoken about maybe when Cottrell was out first out as a manager. Yeah. But mental health is a massive thing now and obviously we talk about mental health on here and I just feel as though yeah, Cottrell doesn't really help that. And
1: You know, he's,
0: he's having a go like a, the likes of Louis and Stu and all that. And, you know, they may laugh that off, but see, see if Louis went home, he'd feel a little shit like, you know. And, yeah,
1: definitely. And to be honest, it's not as if he's an ass He's yeah. asking
0: some questions. He's only asking what we're asking.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And um, I was actually having this conversation at the ground yesterday before the game. And um, I was saying, you know, some of these reactions, it, it's actually, I mean, I, I might be told wrong, but just listening to you know, the last couple of interviews. He's almost sounded quite nervous to ask questions now. And he's quite shaky in his approach mm-hmm. to, to ask Cottrell a question, oh, well, which no, is, is wrong. Yeah. And he, he actually and then there was one question he asked about changing to 442. And um and that was a perfectly legitimate question to ask because it had changed to 442. And um and all Cottrell did I can't I'm paraphrasing here, but he said, Yep, yeah, we changed the system. There was no explanation. And then Lewis actually apologised halfway through his question, which I thought he shouldn't have had to have apologised for that nah. for asking a question, you know. And um, no, that's how he sure. made him feel. So, yeah, he, he could go home and, you know,
0: you know, struggle. I mean, I'm, see, on the football side of things, I'm with Cottrell because I could see his passion. I could see he could care. Yeah. And he's screaming on the touchline and he's doing his best and that. But, he, yeah, he, and, yeah, I do question his, his judgment on Cosgrove starting. I'm glad, you know what? Fair play, he got it tactically spot on yesterday. Use yeah. the right players. He's he's seemingly got a good system now. Yeah. Um once we get Vela in, and, and that, hopefully in the yeah. middle, we'll be a bit more stronger away from home, a bit more solid. Can pick up the, you know, that win that we need. But yeah, I just, I just, um, I, I just feel we need to um, kick on in our away games now and then replicate yeah. some of that form that was shown yeah. at home. But the, give him credit, right? He mentioned that players playing in certain positions and that. And Luke Leahy, we're like, oh, why is he in the middle? But he's absolutely phenomenal in that middle of the field. Man. Absolutely phenomenal. He's got three goals this season. You know, he's, he's he likes to put a tackle in. Um, you know, we've got Nurse on the left. He's quite comfortable. And, you know, see when you look at the bench we had. See see the fact, I mean, you know, you've, got a, you've got one or two youngsters on there. Les Bell has got talent, he clearly has. He's come from Leicester. He's got the talent. Why he's not being used, I don't know if it's down to attitude, but I looked at the bench yesterday and thought, well, that's quite a good bench, you know. Yeah, yeah I did see Pierre yeah, come on as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah Pierre to come on. We've got a decent second goalkeeper to come on. We've got good youngsters. And Valor's out of the squad. So for me, it's like, see if we kept that injury free, that squad. It's a good squad. We just need to add to it. And I just feel as I just I just hope Cottrell realises that he's fucked up. Yeah. In in Jan- and I hope in January that we we're sort of a, we are not too far adrift and we're sort of within that sort of area where we can push on and then get some decent players in. Maybe even just even just a couple of players would do. Yeah. You know, just to sort of cement that. Maybe a right back and a number ten. Yeah. Um, yeah. A couple of loan players would do as
1: well. It's very rare, that Town don't use their full quota on the loan market. Um, I
0: think. I right. no. see. See, for me though, I would be sending Cosgrove back and saving yeah. that money for someone else. And I'm, I know we slate players in this, that, and but Cosgrove, for me, right, I, I want players to sh- see if they're not good and they're not technically that good. That's that's fair enough, right? I mean, frustrating as it is, it's you know, that's fair enough, but we're, we'll are leave one level at the end of the day. So, you know, not every player is going to be to a certain standard, but you want your players, every player that falls on a township, you want them to try, run. You know, and see the lone players we've had in the past. Even, you know, some really good ones like Dean Anderson, Ben Godfrey. You know, I mean, even other lone players. They, they care for the club, you know, they're a lone player. But Cosgrove, for me, just doesn't give a shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Greg Doherty was another one of my favourites as well. He was oh, one. Um, phenomenal, you know.
0: phenomenal But Cosgrove...
1: It, I, I just—it blows my mind that um, he, he got a two million pound move. It just, yeah. I just—I don't—I don't know where he must have had something, and where it's gone. Whether it's a confidence thing, I don't know. But just—just um, just as a big, I mean, is he six four, six five? I don't know. I don't
0: know what it's, I don't know what I mean. I, I always said he was never good enough when he when he signed, mm. and I got slated for it. Um, Did you know um, much about him when he was up at? Um, Aberdeen? Oh, I, I've seen him play five or six times live, and you know, to know that he's not a very good player. Um, yeah, he scored a lot of goals, but if you look at his goals and you break them down, I think 40% of his goals are penalties. Now, not not being funny, like but I'm, I'm a crap footballer these days at the age of 35, but I'm sure I could probably hit a few penalties if I tried, do you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, take the penalties out of the, the equation. And, and nice, I just feel as though for a big guy, a really big guy. He's always on the floor too easy. I mean, yeah. and I've got a special hate for him anyway because he got our, one of our commander players sent off um, for play acting and yeah. So he's, he was always in my red book anyway. But nah, it just he doesn't bring anything to the game. People say yeah, he's got a couple of goals for us, but yeah.
1: For for a big lad as well, he's terrible at um, judging a ball that comes up to him in the air as well. He comes too short for it. He, he doesn't come long enough for it. It's it's bizarre, really bizarre.
0: Uh, you mentioned the fee, like I mean, Aberdeen wanted four million, <laughs> so so to get two million was um, yeah, was well done good. his agent. Yeah, no, he, he's pulled a blinder, and Aberdeen have been laughing all the way to the bank with that, I tell you? Definitely. Um, yeah. Even the Birmingham fans kind of stand him. Um right. you know. Even half the Aberdeen fans. And...
1: You know what will happen, though? He'll end up um, getting a League One move and he'll go and get a couple against us next season. It's, all, it's always was away, isn't
0: it? Oh, I know, I know. But you know what? I'd rather see a tryer. And everyone yeah. moans about Udo and not scoring enough goals. But yeah. I'd rather have an Udo up front every day of the week. I mean, yeah. MK Dons, that goal was all because of Udo. Yeah, he could, have gone, the, he could have what... took the foul, couldn't he? I can take the far, but Wally got the finish. But it was all about who doing what he
1: did. Yeah, yeah. Was... he ran his he ran his bollocks off yesterday as well. To be fair, it was one of his better games.
0: Mm. So, so it's I mean, a bandage what, I on mean, his head. <laughs> yeah, what, what was your overall view of the match In, in terms of like you know, you know, obviously we've been talking about this something, but what was you know, sort of a brief description? What did you think about it? I just um, I just thought it was the most organised we've been this
1: season. I've not been, I've been to three or four away games this season, I so I can't comment on them all, but we haven't won away yet. So, um yeah, it, it was the best I've seen us so far. Um Even before the red card, I've got to sort of stress that really, because like I said, like I think you mentioned before, it, it's easy to look at that red card and then see us banging another three and think, ah, well, it changed the game. But I, I thought we were really, really good first half and um Mm. it made a change because um, the first half last week was, was not pretty was it and um, no, it I mean first half and Hyde but um, mm-hmm. I, I, mm. Stuart Dunn made a point yesterday we've got 13 from 18 at home the last six games so yeah. if we can carry on that and pick the odds win here and there away from home dare I say it we might be
0: alright <laughs> Yeah I mean if we can get to Christmas let's say uh, the Christmas period when you start looking at the table and sort of judging uh, which way it's going to go but the league in the past, we've all known what it's like. It's so close. You know, you can yeah. literally have a pile of teams of about 10 teams fighting in relegation mid table and then a few into the playoffs. I mean, look at what Ipswich have done. I mean, I know they've got a quality squad and they should be doing what they're doing, but I think they've lost one in 10 in all competitions. Yeah. And there's they're suddenly like three or four points off the playoffs now. So they started know, terribly, didn't they? Exactly. They're worse than us. I mean, yeah. if you look at the teams that are down there at the minute. Charlton are below us. Portsmouth yeah. for a point above us. So it's like in yeah. Charlton yeah.
1: when I won at Sunderland yesterday as well with That's no right, manager. Yeah,
0: yeah. crew unlucky yeah. as well. They? The crew, I mean, it's wicked. Yeah, there, but, yeah, very. Yeah, but, um, no, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting few weeks. Um, But you know what? I just take each day is it each game as it comes. And I think Lincoln's going to be one of them games. Yeah, where we could go and get a win because that sparked the away surge last season. So you never yeah. know. Yeah, shout yeah. out Ryan
1: Bowman as well. Perfect hat trick. Let oh, right. white foot header, brilliant.
0: Yeah, no, Ryan Bowman. I mean, uh, he's he's just a likable guy. I think. Yeah. He's just um, he's took to the fans, and yeah, not just that. He got the assist as well. So
1: yeah, he did, um, and he could have easily gone for it again. Um, but yeah. I, I, I actually I liked his, um, his second goal because he took it so early, so the goalkeeper didn't have time to set, and um, you know just dragged it across to the, the opposite corner. It was very good.
0: Uh, right, there, there was talk on like social last night on the Twitter about hat tricks this that and the other, and mentioned about like Grant Holt was the last one to done it for shoes. But I was thinking at home. But do you remember Tom Eves when he got a hat trick against Crawley three
1: yeah. Um Yeah, did he get? I think he got one at MK Dons away as well. I'm sure I was there yeah. uh, when, when we scored one there. But so but was that that's... when Grant
0: Holt was the last one to score one? When, when? sorry. Uh, Way at Wickham, I think, in the Cup when we won seven so seven one or seven zero.
1: What was that the last the last hat trick for town?
0: No, it's the last um like perfect header. Ah,
1: sorry, right, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Perfect
0: yeah. No, sorry, perfect hat trick, left yeah. foot, right foot header. But there's been quite a few, um but yeah, no, it's good. It was I think that's the one of the biggest wins we've had at home. I don't know, because I'm trying to think the last time we sort of had a massive win like that and in a the free goal deficit. Was uh I'm not sure, it's
1: good that I was going to say about the goal difference, it might help because even though we've been losing these games away, we haven't really took a pace, didn't you? I think we lost 3 0 at was it was
0: it Accrington? Um, no, no, was it
1: was one? It, where, one where we lose been... Oh, Plymouth, was it Plymouth? Um, uh, that was, that was it.
0: I was going to say, apart from that game, we've always been like by the old goal, so yeah, we're always yeah, a... in games, you know, so yeah,
1: definitely, yeah,
0: a close one, but but no, um. Yeah, no. So we've, we've covered really Steve Cottrell's interviews and that. But going forward, I think I think we're in a good place. Um, I hope so. I hope so. I think town will, um, you know, recover. Um, and I think we will stay up. But, and I think Cottrell needs to stay, really. A lot of people will probably disagree with me. but I've given the January asking, window. Yeah. Yeah, given the January... I mean, there's no point sacking people now like, at, at this early stage because we, it's not as if we're still losing games, you know, we're picking up wins now, so,
1: yeah,
0: and I think that, I think, I don't know, just, I think we need to try and, um, get, I think, I think Cops have got a sort of system now, like that three-five-two formation's working yeah. well, at yeah. home, maybe switch it about away from home, every second, you know, a, a plan B and that, but, I mean, yeah, we're, we're looking we're looking a lot better than we were probably three or four weeks ago.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see that he's bringing our better back in as well. Because I don't know what he'd done wrong for a few weeks, but he just couldn't get anywhere near the team, could he? Yeah, I was quite impressed uh, with
0: him yesterday. Thought he was good going forward. As me, too. Well. Yeah, so, me too. Yeah, me too.
1: Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, I, what What do you think um, if we can? Well, let's say let's say we lose at Lincoln and then we lose at Stratford. Do you think the pressure's on Cottrell then?
0: It's always gonna every every time we lose a game, it's always going to be uh, be pressure. But um, I, I don't know. I, like I say, take each game as it comes. At the minute, I, I, I was like um, all for Cottrell last Saturday, and then we lost against Oxford, and I was pissed yeah, off. but yeah. I was I was more pissed off with um, the team more than Co- uh, more than Cottrell because there's only so much Cottrell can do, and we played all right first off, but. See if we're not finishing or hitting the target. We created eight or nine chances in that game. Yeah. Didn't hit the target once. That's not Cottrell's fault, no. <laughs> you know. So it, it's it's about it's about getting in the right place. And, and I get why something get frustrated with though because he he could be in better positions. But yeah, um, we just got to be a bit more clinical. And If we can be a bit more clinical, we'll be all right.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree. And um, yeah, I mean Bowman. If, if this isn't going to give him a kick up the arse to go on a run now, I, I don't know what will. Um, you know, hopefully him and Udo can match up nicely. I, I'm not 100% convinced on Udo myself, technically, in that league, but um, he doesn't to put in a shift, does he?
0: Yeah, you, you need workers in your team, but as long as you've got goal yeah. scorers, then, that yeah. You know, and that's what I mean, if Bowman can keep scoring the goals and we can chip in elsewhere, like Leahy, um, you know, maybe Better can maybe f- put a few in. Zeller
1: and- to come back as well.
0: Yeah, so we, we've got we've got goals in the team. We've got players yeah. in defence that can pop up from set pieces. So, mm. you know, as, as long as Udo's doing how hard work, I mean, Sean Warley, we've not even mentioned him. You know, he yeah. ch- yeah. ch- chips in with goals and that. You know, he's still going strong. Um, yeah. So Took yeah, his time last week, him. didn't he? Oh, <laughs> mate, last week was phenomenal. I, see when that goal went in, I lifted my girl in the air. And she was buzzing, and like I could feel myself <laughs> well enough. Um, yeah, and that's what it's all about. It's all about. Yeah, that's great. It just sort of sparked the weekend off in style, and, and it was great. But no, but anyway, I'm gonna um, gonna move on now, because we've got our Kilmarnock fans. And, yeah, uh, no worries, pal. a uh, lot waiting. Um, but thanks for coming on. Much um, really Pleasure I appreciate speaking it. to you again.
1: Yeah, you too, mate. You too. Thank you.
0: And and uh, hopefully um, we'll we'll, have, we'll speak to you soon, sometime again. Awesome. All right. Lovely.
1: All right. Cheers, pal. Thanks a lot. No problem. Take care, Take pal. Take care, mate. See you later. Bye, bye. bye.
0: Well, that was uh, Rob there giving us his, his insight into uh, Shrewsbury's victory yesterday. Great four-one win. Um, obviously six uh, points out six in the last uh, week at home, um, in between that Oxford defeat, but. Going in the right direction, um, would you agree? If you feel that you're a cultural fan, um, you know, let us know. But also, you know, if you're not a cultural fan, who do you, who do you think should come in? What do you think should happen? Uh, let us know your views, um, comments uh, after. Uh, we'd like to listen to that. So moving on now, uh, we'll talk about hearts draw um, at the end of the show. Uh, I've got a brief uh, comment from uh, slopian and Jambo, who's working tonight. So he'll uh, give us his insight on the game. And obviously, uh, Jason Cummins, the cum dog, the joker, ex uh talisman, uh, scoring at uh, Time Castle. He'll uh, certainly love that. Um, so we'll be talking about that briefly. But first of all, we're going to go across to a guest who was on a couple of weeks ago, Claire Morrison. And we've also got Andy and Michael joining us as well from the Kilmarnock ladies team, as we're going to be talking about the Kilmarnock uh, ladies team her game you know it's uh, quite big at the minute the ladies football it's been highlighted a lot uh, it needs to be highlighted because there's not enough of it been shown um, so he's going to give us an insight on, on how things run uh, with the Kilmarnock ladies as well so Claire in. hello Claire
2: hello how good
0: to see you again in the Kilmarnock shirt
2: yeah, I'm ship tonight. This is the one you yeah. put in That's so my
0: lucky ship. Yeah, come on, let's see. It's just behind there uh, with a the flag as well. Um, and we're going to get Andy in as well. Here we go. And there we go. How are you, Andy? I'm good, thanks. Good start. How are you? Not bad. Is Mike about, is he?
3: Hey, I think he's going to join us. Um, he's just trying to get the wee one down.
0: So. That's fine. That's fine. No worries. Um, yeah, so... Hang on a minute, Let's change the uh the brand can I see people's faces, Huh? Eh? Nope, not that way. I've got too many logos there, so I kinda see your head, Claire, which is a shame.
2: Sorry.
0: Well right. <laughs> just, just... Um, this is this isn't great, is it? I didn't think about this. Oh, no, now we
2: can't
0: no. see Andy. No, Andy's has been cut <laughs> off. <laughs> you don't like, want to see me anyway, it's fine. <laughs> no, no, we'll... Ah, that is that is a bugger. You know what, I'm going to have to move those out of the way next time. Oh, I can sort of see Andy, squeeze in there. there you I'll go.
3: try and get a. there There you go, that's, that's there you go. we're all in.
0: Squeeze in, it's all one happy family. Right there, so for all the listeners there, if you're wondering what's going on, we're not together in a room. We are um, just trying to squeeze each other on the sque- a screen here. Um, so anyway... Um, First of all, we'll we'll briefly talk about um, the win yesterday. Uh, so, Hamilton um, obviously were home um, to them and uh, we always seem to like to play Hamilton, don't we? Always manage to get a win against them. But it was a bit of a scrappy one, wasn't
2: it? Yeah, I've seen that um, to my dad earlier. That first 45 minutes was one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was shocking. It was so bad. Um, second half was a bit better, but jammiest win <laughs> ever. You take the ugly wins, don't you? But I'm a bit concerned that that luck will run out eventually because it was really not good.
0: But yeah, the thing yeah, is, we've not actually really been that good this season. But in a funny sort of way, we're sitting three points off Inverness, and it could have been two points if it wasn't for Rafe if they didn't hold on to their lead. But yeah, so, so it's a funny league. I, I don't think like no one wants to win it really because no one's pulling away. Um, but like you say, Kilmarnock are in there. They've, they're not playing good, but they're in there. Um, but I'm more concerned about uh, Tuesday night, really.
2: Yeah, you can really mess that up.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you mess that up, it's the pressure. Co- yeah, there's a lot of pressure there. Uh, what do you think, Andy? About-
3: know, I'm thinking into it, I think. Um, everybody needs to realise that this season is always going to be tough and it's a tough league. Um, I've had a few yeah. friends that have played in the league um, and they've all said that, that is it's such a tough league. So it's just about staying focused and, and just trying to make sure that you try and pick up the three points in every game, but every game's a battle. Um, yeah. So no, I'm, I'm confident for
0: uh, Tuesday night. It's like I was saying before, um, when I was speaking about Shrewsbury that, you know, like you say, take each game as it comes. Don't worry about what other people are doing. I mean, look at yesterday. was probably, like you say, one of the worst games we played, especially in the first half. Second half, we've got, you know, got the winner and improved. But looking at all the other results, we were the only team that got three points. So, you know, really looking at that, you take a positive from that, don't you? Every win's a win. Um, I mean, uh, Daz, who's a Hearts fan as well, who's on here, tells us, you know, that those scrappy ones are the ones that you sort of, look at the, at the end of the season and think, you know, God, you know, that was that was an important three points. So
2: Yeah, that league is so tight. I think it's the most competitive league out of all of them and it's quite you know, no one's running away with it. It's just you get it's so unpredictable. I mean you've mm. got Hamilton that lost six goals to Partick the other week and then, you know, we could hardly get two past them yesterday, so it's so tight. Yeah. I think
0: I think with Hamilton though, um, I think that's sort of no, just yeah, the fact that they can see the six. I think everyone's expectations are like we're at home, we're going to put three or four past them easily. But like you say, it's not like that. And if anything, um, they're going to be, you know, it's not they're, they're going to want to come and prove to their fans that you know they need to put in a decent performance. And obviously they, they they did, you know, they did sort of. And and I mean, Rafe, you know, when they came here the other week, they're, they're no mugs either. Um, so any anyone can be anyone in any league. And like you say, because it's so tight a couple of wins or a couple of defeats can throw you back a bit. So it's important that we pick up the points. And to be honest, I couldn't care if we sort of play like this for the whole season, um, as long as we're still in that position um, come you know April, May time, um, then that's the main thing, isn't it, really?
2: Yeah, but to keep it going, keep the momentum going as well.
0: well so so who did you think stood out uh, last week then? Um, sorry, last, uh, yesterday in the game?
2: ironically I thought um, Alston's had a few shaky weeks to me Alston and McGinn can't play together in the middle of the park, it just slows it right down but in the second half, Alston for me was banned the match, he was really really good and he dictated the play, I thought Daniel Armstrong did really well coming on, I feel bad for him like he's not really been given a chance and he right. came on and he just ran at those Aki's players, like didn't give them a minute and he scored the winner, so for me he should really be starting on Tuesday night because I thought he really proved himself yesterday
0: no, no, it was, it was good to see him come on. I mean, um, we've been saying about him wanting to come on and maybe he deserves a start come, you know, uh, he, he might get a start on Tuesday, which uh, would be good. Um, I mean, for me, in the middle, I think, I don't know if you mentioned it, or I think it was, we were speaking that the two in the middle are too similar. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Paul, were, you know, he started the season really well. Um, I think he maybe needs to come back in for me.
2: Yeah, he made a difference in the second half when he came on, because playing Alston and McGinn, it reminds me a bit of playing a Power and Dicker with Tish Bola all at once, under mm-hmm. Clark, and it was just too similar. I mean, yeah. a bit of movement, and Lyons as well comes on and puts a foot in, which is good, because Alston's a bit of a, he's too nice. He just kind of <laughs> runs around yeah, and doesn't a lot. put a foot in, so Lyons will give you a bit more of a physical presence as well, because he was good when he came on too. Yeah,
0: there were some, some some comments were saying that Burke was getting frustrated yesterday and he's not happy, Um is
2: that people just causing rumours oh, or? That. Yeah, he he heard a bit about. It. Yeah, it wasn't his best game yesterday at all, and they um, mm. can knew that. You could just kind of tell with his body language, he wasn't kind of on it. But maybe it's still the injuries carrying as well. But I think yeah. with I think with Barkney's as an off game. It's kind of like oh my god, you know what's wrong with him. But I guess it. Everyone's allowed the a day; they're not so good. But yeah, it wasn't his best performance yesterday. Yeah, the
0: the good thing is though that. Andy you'll probably agree like we've got so many options haven't we there this season which is the beauty of having a, a good a big squad you know I'm paying for it looks good and everyone expects us to do well but I mean the same point if everyone's having a bad game it's great that we can just pick someone else in place.
3: No definitely I think that's the big thing this year was trying to kind of rebuild the squad and it's going to take time I mean it was a, it was a hefty amount of players left and obviously all these players have came in so it's going to take time to gel and we found that a lot last year when, when we kinda of started a rebuild job with the women's team, it, it takes time and you're gonna take results and you're not always gonna win every week. So it's just about everybody staying positive. Tommy's doing a really good job and it's just about people making sure that they back him. Um, there's nothing mm-hmm. worse as well when you're hearing booze at half time and like everybody's there and they want the best for the club. So it's just about supporting and making sure that we're backing uh, Tommy and backing the players because it will come right and um, as you say when you've got players like Armstrong who can come off who have not, maybe not played recently and come on and put that type of performance in, it just shows the strength and depth it is there, um, but you've got to earn the right to play and hopefully he's put yourself
0: in the shop window for Tuesday Yeah, definitely, I mean there's a few players there that have played a lot of games as well and um, you know these games take the toll, you know, lots of our bro and that, they don't let you lie uh, They're getting, and, and maybe some of the players do need to have a rest, I mean we can't really be expecting Chris Burke to be playing every week, as good as he is. He's, he's getting a bit old now. like So, you know, we do need to freshen it up at times. And um, we, we spoke about this the other week, Claire. I don't know what you agree with, Andy, but Fraser Murray seems a bit of a, a lost soul at the minute. Um, he's, a, he's got potential, but, um, you know, you said about the hype of coming from Hibs and expectations and that, and obviously coming to Championship. You know he's expected to do great things, but Andy, what, what do you think of Fraser Murray so far? Like,
3: um... I think Fraser's a really, really good player, and it, obviously you're coming to a new squad, so it's going to take time to gel um, with the players and in a different way of playing. Um, but a hun- I've got 100% faith in that when when it gets going, and, and you'll well be a, a top top player for the team. It's just everybody goes through these spells, even at the kind of top level, and you kind of seen that today in the United Liverpool game, as everybody can have off games every now and again, but. It's just about staying focused, but he's, he is a top player and um, I think we're lucky to have him at the club.
0: Yeah, no, I agree that um, with that. I mean, young players are going to make mistakes and um, yeah. you know and that's part of the learning curve, isn't it? And I think a lot of fans are forgetting that not only have we um, had a lot of changes and, like you say, a lot of time to gel together, but a lot of the players are young as well. Um, they've come. They're coming to a club that's a big club. They're probably know, probably the biggest club they've played for for some of them as well, um, in terms of size and you know fan base um, and expectations and whatnot. You know others that have also been at bigger clubs. But you know it's about. I think it's about. Um, hopefully over this course of the season, we'll see the experienced players, um, you know, supporting those youngsters, like them again. Um, you know, even Naismith. See, see, see. What actually, talk about Naismith and, and Hodgson. Now we had different views. Claire on how Hodgson played. Um, I like Hodson. I think he played well on his first spell on loan. And he's a decent player. Um, played alright, but I just thought he was a bit shaky first half. But in terms of right back, would you agree that that's our weakest area, Andy? Claire. I think at this time, um, it's a, it's a
3: difficult one. Um, obviously. Nobody's deliberately going out to, to play poor or anything, but I think just at this moment in time, it could maybe just need a wee shake up, um, mm. changing things. We've had to do that with the women's team a few times this season, where we've had players that have played in there and, and then just change things up, and it just gives people a rest. Sometimes you need that rest and coming out mm. of the team and, and kind of reevaluating things. But um, I think it's just about, um, as I said, just reevaluating things, looking at resetting and, and going again. But it, I think if he if he gets more time, he'll be fine.
0: Yeah, you no. Know, I think I think fans are very quick to jump on players after one bad game. Now, I'll give you an example. Yesterday, everyone's been screaming for Hunstrup to be dropped for ages. Now, I think he's a good, steady player in the championship. Yeah, it wasn't fantastic last year, but it was in a team that was really, really poor. But Walters comes in yesterday, and then I must have seen a tweet at half time saying, "If you thought Hunstrup's bad, Waters is worse." Yeah, these are the same people that were saying that he should be in the team, you know, um, before kickoff sort of thing, you know. And it it just makes you think, God, fans, expectations of people after 45 minutes, you know, it's like you say, this player's not really played in the team much. Um, But I remember him last season, when he started the season, he actually played all right, you know. And I just feel fans are too quick to jump on the back. I mean, I was at the Rafe game, And I had a fan saying, Tommy, right, your football's rubbish. You need to be sacked. And I'm thinking, wow. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, you know, I would be understand if we'd lost every game or we were at the bottom of the table or we are not picking up results, but we're one defeat and two defeats and we're still in in a good position. I just, for me, that was baffling, but each to their own. I don't know what you agree. I I just hate booing. Really do hate the booing side of it. If you're going to boo, but at the end of the game, if it's been a really, really bad performance, but if you have lost one nil and you've tried your best or you've you put an effort in, this is what I said before to Rob, uh, talking about Shrewsbury and that, and um, actually talking about Sam Cosgrove. And he, honestly, like he couldn't be asked if he tried. You know, he just he doesn't put the effort in. And as long as you see the players giving their all and giving the effort, you know that's all you ask of the player. Isn't it? if you don't get the result, it's just... Yeah, it's frustrating and that,
2: but you sort of move on to the next game, don't you? Yeah, part of me thinks the stand right now. Sometimes it's just not a nice place to be. Like, it's just ridiculous. Some of the comments, people shouting There's the guy yesterday actually said one of the guys that sit around him tried to get the stewards on him to get him, like, punted at the ground because they're arguing about one of the players. And I was like, that's just ridiculous. Like, come on. No. Um, and I feel like Houndstruck, because he's obviously a right back. He spends half his half the game, in not stand. And I don't know how the guy actually takes the abuse he gets. It's horrible. And the other week, when Fraser Murray kept disappearing and not giving him any support, it was Houndstruck who was getting the abuse from the fans and he was actually trying to get down the wing. And I felt like saying, that's not doing the guy's confidence any good. Like, hearing that right in his ear, it's horrible. Um, Yeah,
0: it's it's definitely... Agree, isn't it? For me, it doesn't do any benefit. It doesn't benefit the team. It doesn't benefit the player. It doesn't benefit us as fans. It doesn't benefit anything. There's no benefit in it whatsoever. And we talk about mental health and, and abuse and that these days that players have to put up with. They shouldn't have to. There's players that come off social media because they, they, they can't be on there because of the amount of abuse they got and it's wrong. Um you know, it's, it's just totally wrong. You know, at the end of the day, they're representing the club. Yeah, you're going to get frustrated and that. Yeah, I, I, I have my I say sometimes on players and whatnot and that, but in the heat of the moment, but I wouldn't personally tag someone in there and and I wouldn't give them a load of abuse. And, and there's, there's a line, isn't there? You sort of can have a, uh, you can have an opinion on a player and how they perform, but at the end of the day, they're a human being like us, aren't they? Um, playing us, there's there's no there's no need for it. Um, yeah, it's just it's wrong, and I'm. I just, for me, it's like players. Uh, sorry, fans have been away from football for so so long, and you know, you sort of you would think that fans have got some sort of time to reflect on what they've missed and be a bit different than the way they are, but it hasn't done, hasn't done anything, has it?
2: Not really. No, sadly, especially for poor Rory McKenzie, does my head in. The Rory haters, I mean. I he, don't get he wasn't even the squad because he was, like, was injured, and there was times yeah. that game yesterday. Rory would have run through a brick wall for you, and at least you know, giving some fight and passion. And the poor guy, I mean, God, he's, his skin must be so thick. I don't know how he deals with it because no. you know, if like for example, Chris Park was to play a bad pass, he doesn't get hounded. The minute Rory does, boom, right on him. It just, oh, it's, it's is, not is, nice. It's not. It's the, 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 the fall uh, guys.
0: The fact, the thing is, like I've seen him shopping ones during lockdown doing his food shopping. i seen him just in the chat room. He's stopped to chat for a few minutes and, uh, you know, just, you know, just normal guy like, and um, but, you know, I bet you have these people that abuse him in the crowds and whatnot. I mean, seen him in the supermarket, oh, M- Mackenzie, Mackenzie, get a picture. Or, oh, you know, it's like, it's, t- you know, because it, you know, that's, that's just the way some people are. And um <laughs> it's quite sad, really, because at the end of the day, like like you said, Andy, they don't, Purposely play on rubbish, you know, they they purposely play and play rubbish, they they try the best. It's just we don't know what goes on in people's lives. Um, Yeah,
3: I think think that's the big thing. I think when you're obviously involved in football, you kind of see it from a different side. And obviously, these guys are going through hell every week to to make sure that they're going out and performing at their best. And nobody's deliberately going to go out to play bad. And you will have days and games where you you won't play bad, but you know what it's like if you're playing and somebody's on your case or. You're having a bad game the worst thing is when you start the booze start coming and you start hearing things it plays in your head so you have to be thick-skinned to be a football player and obviously they, they know that, that that is what's happening but uh, there is nothing worse when, you, when you're obviously trying hard and probably the harder you try the worse it gets at times um so it's, it's, it's unfortunate but as part of the game and that is the big thing that players have got to deal with nowadays is that that side of things
0: Yeah, no, definitely. But, I mean, it was great to get the win yesterday. And, I mean, I think things are looking good. We just need to score more. It's a bit like, I feel like a broken record. I'm talking about Shrews, and Kilmarnock, because we're both the same, just not clinical enough. But we've got the players there. And Callum Hendry, to me, looks a top, top player. Um, And I think he'll score some good goals and more goals. And it looks like him and Shaw together look good now. So, I mean, like you said, Andy, it's, it's gelling together. And I feel like... You know, you judge the team after Christmas at least or judge where they're going. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, I'm quite happy. At the end of the day, my two teams won this weekend and that's all that matters to me. It doesn't matter whether we're both bottom of the league, we both won. And, uh, I mean, I've talked about Kilmarnock's great experience of the whole way they're trying to make football a better place on a on a, on a, on a day, you know, day-to-day basis, like, and... There's some great work behind the scenes and some good stuff going on. And see, yes, uh, last week at Shrewsbury, taking my Charlotte to the first game, and that you know she absolutely loved it. Like, and and that's what it's all about. I, you know, we could have lost four 0 um, and yeah, I'd have been pissed off after, but I couldn't get annoyed with my daughters there. You know, first game, and that's what it's all about. Sometimes, isn't it? It's just about enjoying the game and the experience. If you get the result, it's great. As fans, we want to win every week, but realistically. Teams like Shrewsbury and Kilmarnock, it's it's you know we've always we have always been teams that haven't been as successful. So I think fans are a bit too optimistic after certain one-off seasons. Shrewsbury had it when we got to the playoff final and we're minutes away from getting into the championship. Um, and have had it with Clark for eighteen months, and all of a sudden, you know, we should be. You know one of the best teams in Scotland, so it doesn't work like that. You know, your luck runs out, it's not like you're a successful team season after season, so you just got to take the good with the bad, have not you?
2: Definitely. Mm-hmm. There's all these people yeah. I think came under Steve Clark and they thought, This is this is Kelly, this is what it's like. I'm like, well, That was <laughs> that was probably the best season I'll ever see in my lifetime. That's not a realistic, you know, expectation of being a Kelly fan at all.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, it's
2: got to
0: be nice. And as fans like us, I mean, <laughs> that's a laugh. I don't know if you watched Man United game earlier, but you see this Man United fan screaming for Roberto Firmino's shirt at the end, and I'm thinking <laughs> you just got hammered five 0 by your rivals, right? You're screaming for a shirt on the opposition side. You get the shirt, and I'm just and I'm just like that. Just doesn't happen at clubs like us. See if you lost to L well on Tuesday night. Michael Moffat got the winner. You're not going to be screaming for this shit, are you? <laughs> it just doesn't happen. So no, it's like, no. you know, yeah. So it's just, it's for me, I just, I just love being at these sort of clubs, you know, take the, take the rough with a smooth. And when, when we do, when we do like win something or, we, we, you know, we're doing well, it's a great experience and you just, you've got to just enjoy it. Yeah. Really, so, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll sort of, we'll move on from yesterday's win. Um, so part of, the, part of the reason why I wanted to get you on here tonight, Andy, and obviously Claire yourself, because you're a big part of doing what the women's uh, team do uh, as a fan. But Andy, uh, running the show for the women's team, um, I'm going to let you do a lot of talking about this, but just um, tell us like, basically how you got into the sort of the women's game.
3: So it was about 12 years ago, um, I was just completing college at the time, and post posted, kind of, came up at the time to, uh, for an advertisement at Queen's Park, they were looking for an assistant coach, um, and I hadn't really, kind of, thought anything of the women's game at that time, it was, kind of, it wasn't really that big at the time, um, and the opportunity came, uh, and I went along to training, and it was excellent, uh, the standard was brilliant, and I, kind of, just fell in love with it from that day, and, Obviously, I've had some really unique opportunities. Um, while well, I was at Queen's Park, and I got really well looked after in terms of putting me through my coaching badges and really just building me up to a point um, where we had a lot of success with the women's team. Um, we got back-to-back promotions. We won cups. So it was a really successful time. or that kind of period of time as well is when the Scottish national team were doing really well. This was probably back in 2010. Um, And obviously, Anna Senior and stuff were taking the team back then and... It was just a really good time to be involved in it and obviously through that opportunities I managed to go away a few times with the national squads, is kinda of doing scouting with different coaches from the league and obviously a lot of networking and opportunities. Um but after that time I get the opportunity to go to Glasgow City to take the under twenties at the time under Eddie Willake Black um and Amy McDonald. Um and I only stayed there for a six month period um and I got the opportunity in the phone call from Kevin at Rangers to come in and be his assistant. Um, so I spent four and a half years at Rangers, um, which was tough. It was, we, we, we were in a position, a real transitional period with the women's team at that time. There wasn't the kind of money that was involved in it now, um, which would have made things a lot easier back then. Um, but it was a really good time as well. And obviously I loved my time at the club. And then obviously the contract never got renewed um, two years ago, and obviously got the opportunity to come to Kilmarnock through James um, Fowler. Um, And I'm really grateful to James for obviously bringing me to the club because when you leave a club like Rangers, you're not too sure what happens next, what's the next steps. Um, But really obviously grateful to come to Kilmarnock. They've kind of been a sleeping giant in the women's game and it's really just about trying to get them back to the kind of glory days. And we know that it'll be tough in terms of the investments that other clubs are obviously putting in now. Um, But it's just about stabilising the club and, and just trying to bring everything back home and trying to build the academy up so that there is a process for players that can come through and make it into the first team. I think over the last um, 18 months we've had nine or ten that have come through the youth academy into the first team, whether that's, that's made true. their debut and still within the youth academy or they became first team players, um, which is great. And, and that's really the kind of idea behind it, always try to, to build from um, the academy and really just try and bring their own kids through rather than having to go out and send players all the time.
0: No, that's, that's great. I mean, it's a, such, a, such a good journey. And I suppose um, in that time as well, you would have picked up a lot of contacts, which which is good.
3: Yeah, no, definitely. There, there's been a lot of people that, uh, too many to thank, that have obviously helped me along the way and, and kind of gave me a good upbringing into, into the game. Obviously, I didn't play at a decent level. Um, so it was really mostly just into the coaching. Um, and it's difficult when, when you've not obviously got that playing background. You've got to kind of build your own a kind of career type thing and, and really do try and embed your styles and, and, and try and take everything you can learn off the other coaches um, but yeah, some of the coaches that I've obviously worked under have been fantastic and obviously at my time at Rangers some of the coaches that I worked under there were brilliant and that kind of last period where I worked under Gregory Wignau um, I learned a lot, I learned a real lot and I think it's not until you've actually worked under somebody who's obviously played at a high, high level, won a lot of trophies um, for one of the biggest clubs in Europe that you actually see um, and you understand how, how it kind of works on a daily basis and how you should prepare your players and I think that's really when I took a step in my kind of career and wanted to go into the management was after spending that year with Gregory. Um, I learned a lot from him. We still speak daily um, and just the advice that he gives me and I'm hoping that that will kind of take come on up to that kind of next level that we need to be at. Yeah, I
0: mean... I, I've got to be honest right? women's football I didn't really know anything about it it's not you know I've always been growing up watching men's football and a lot of people be the same as me um, now the the Her Game campaign have you heard about that down um, south yeah so that's grown arms and legs since May it's fantastic um, what what they're doing as fans because them as fans got like, like players we talked about getting abuse online so women football fans as women will get an abuse online quite a lot uh, for their views um and this one I, I don't know her personally but i know her through um another club she supports in shrewsbury league last year so kaz may was one of the founders of it and she was you know basically you know she's got great insight to football and that and chatting to her and she was the one that created it along with 12 other women and um, did a video and this video just went viral before you know it it's growing arms and legs football clubs are brought into it and it just goes to show like the women's game is massive Um, I said to um, Gemma the other week that Kilmarnock ladies um, you know like all other women's team represent the badge at the end of the day and they should be highlighted and notified as much of what they're doing and shouted about because you don't always get the recognition would you agree with that?
3: Yeah no I I think obviously ever since I've kind of came to Kilmarnock and stuff um, since we came under the umbrella from James and certain people at the club and Greg as well like McEwen it's it's the whole club's kind of bought right into the, to the women's team and that's exactly what you need um, most uh, all the clubs that I've kind of been at that they, they've really bought into the women's team. And, and it really helps because when you're trying to do things or you're trying to sort things out for the club, if you've got them behind you, it just makes everything so much simpler. Um, and obviously the fact that we play at the stadium as well is, is such a massive thing for these players. To, to, to begin out at rugby park every week, for some of our players who are come fans, that's that's what dreams are made of, to, to, to play at the, the stadium and the team that you support. So, no, it, it's, it's massive. And the more and more that clubs back their women's teams it, it's only going to become a stronger product and if you look down in England and um, this is kind of how it all started a number of years ago and, and if you look at the product that they've got down there now it's night and day so we're, we're on the right route um, and we just need to kind of all keep working hard and there's a lot a lot of people out there that put a lot of time in a lot of volunteers um, at all different clubs um, and it's all just about working together and networking and trying to build up the game as much as we
0: can. Yeah I mean like I say, there's um, it, you know, did, did you, did, have you ever come across like any sort of sexism in in your time during um, the game? Just because obviously her game is all about um, basically stopping that and reporting it um, uh, for fans. But you know, as as managing teams, have you ever come across that? Obviously, you don't. I'm not get getting you to name people, nope. but just in general, have you ever come across that?
3: I've never kind of came across it. Obviously, you hear things and you 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 kind of see comments that are made online, and the kind of message that I would say to people is just try your best not to to read these comments. It's it's people that are that that you don't know that that shouldn't really affect your life. It's just about trying to kind of focus on what you're doing, and if you know that you're doing things right, and um you're going to make mistakes along the way. I've made a hell of a lot of mistakes in coaching, and like you're not always going to get it right and there's certain times that we will reevaluate and we'll look at the things that we are working on so big thing that I would say is try not to let the haters get you down and just stay focused but no really I've never really kind of came across it at all um mostly kind of everything I've been involved in it's been really positive and stuff and I think that's just with the people that you surround yourself with. um but I, I, you do hear of it um out with and I just try to not kind of tune into it just try and kind of switch off for of that
0: type of stuff because you don't need the type of people in your life. I I mean Claire, you'll you, you all agree though that you know, like Andy was saying, it's mainly online um, that that you see all this and, and it's people that basically just haven't got two brain cells really because in the end of day, um why is football different to any other role in life? Men and women can do it any anything in life, you know. Um you know, people shouldn't be shocked by it now. And you know, in the 21st century, like you know, it's a different. I mean, the standard of football was great wasn't it, that we've seen.
2: It's unreal. I mean, I'll admit, like obviously, because I've been a Kelly fan since I was five. Used to seeing the program about the Kelly Ladies way back in the Sports Division days, and then like late 90s, and I knew they were around, but they kind of went off the radar for a few years. And it's only the last couple I've become more aware of them again. And see the other week when I went to the first Kelly Ladies game, I was saying to Jim Thompson, I was like, oh, this will just be like a wee kick about, like, you know, just a nice wee day out, like kick a ball, kick a ball, but no tackles, all be nice and nice And, oh, my God, so when I watch the warm-up and, like, Molly's getting the, the balls flung around the goal and Yabby Robertson's going in with the, the tackles. I was like, this, is, this means business. Like, these girls know their stuff. And I said that to my dad yesterday during that first half. I was like, some of these horrendous errors would not happen at Kelly Ladies, like... No. they're unbelievable like it's just because like it always doesn't mean they you know they're just out for a nice little 90 minutes on a Sunday afternoon like they go for it which is
0: really uh, good to
2: see
0: yeah no the perception is that women can't like football they should be stuck in the kitchen and this that and everything you see these comments are just like oh my god you know like you know, these these women women if anything there's better women there's, there's a lot of women out there that can really play football I mean I've seen the highlights of the England game against Northern Ireland on was it Friday night uh, is it Kenny Shields? Am I'm, I I'm right in saying He manages that team, doesn't he? Northern Ireland. The great Kenny Shields. Um, and I tell you what, I mean, obviously England won 4-0 on that, but the standard from both, I mean, obviously they held their own in the first half, but they were shooting from like 30, 40 yards in the crossbar. And, like, and there was so much power behind these shots and you're like, you know, <laughs> that's the sort of things you would be watching week in, week out on a Saturday in a men's men's game. And it's like, the, the standard, of, and it's not just—it's not just even that. it's The passing and moving. I mean, my first game I went to was the uh, game. Uh, was it three-two against? Uh, was it Borough? That's yeah. all. Borough, yeah. yeah. And I mean, the ref was bad second half, and it's a shame Michael's not here to discuss that. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure we can get his views on that another time. But anyway, um, just in general, like the play was great. Now. I'm still learning names and this, that, and the other. But the one in the middle, uh, I
3: think it was a
0: number eight. Who's the number eight, Andy? Yeah, hey, Monica. Uh, was that the one that got the hat trick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but but she was in the middle at one point and she was linking up play, like, and then it was like, it, it was just it was just great. She had a back to goal, but she, her positional sense was fantastic, and I was like intrigued and all that. And um, like you said, it was just going to be a bit of a kick around and how it was going to go. But it was just the way she got the ball in the middle and then she would, like, make a run and move and, and, and then she, she got the goal from one of them. And I was just thinking, you know, that is, that's just what, you know, it's just what we watch on a Saturday or Sunday, you know, in a men's game. So, it, like I say, no difference. When it's, it's great to watch. And what I really liked was um, on the Saturday I went to the Rafe game and I would probably say there was near enough equal amount of females and males watching. So, and, and then on, on the Sunday, again, there was a lot of guys there watching as well. So it's, you know, it's not just about females, you know, it's a good mix for both. And, I mean, you see a lot of male coaches doing the role as well, uh, like yourself, Andy, you know, which is great to see as well. So it's good to have that mix. And, no, I, I, I mean, for me, I'm still learning, Andy, so I really want to sort of uh, continue that. And I don't have, I, I have every Sunday off now, so it's a really good opportunity for me to get down as much as possible. There's no excuse for me. Well, obviously, depending on uh, what I'm doing with the wife and the kid, but in general, there's going to be times where I can come down and support the, the girls and that. Um, so I'll be looking forward to doing that more often than not.
3: Yeah, no, I think that's the big thing. It's just the, the big thing over the last 18 months was they kind of put the women's team back out there. Um, before I kind of came in, there really wasn't anything on social media. It was the odd post now and again that, you didn't really know what their scores was until somebody kind of told the leak, which was maybe a couple of hours after the game. So we've really tried to blossom everything this year and the amount of staff and volunteers that we've got, um, obviously with Claire and Gemma and all that, getting involved as well. And We've got, I think, at least 15 people um, who, who, on a weekly basis, all kind of support the women's team with various roles, from coaching to social media. Um, massive shout out to, obviously, Aidan and obviously the guys at um, Football Shorts, and, and obviously Stephen Rayside, who, who's kind of came on board this season, and just the amount of content that they're putting out on a weekly basis is is fantastic. And that's that's what it's all about. It's if we can make the package better um, and get more people involved, um, then there's obviously going to be a lot more fans be able to come to the games, and, and then it will feel more like the men's team. And, and that's going kind to of be the big thing that the fans over the last six or seven games have been fantastic they've really backed us they've got us through games um, probably like the, if you look at the bottom of your game if you probably don't have the fans shouting and screaming for that last ten minutes um, yeah. when everything you feel as if everything's going against you it's that type of stuff that gets the girls through the game. so no we, we really want um, to try and get as many people and obviously
0: we're delighted that you've kind of said that you're going to be there every Sunday now <laughs> yeah no I mean uh, at the end of the day um, I do this every Sunday pretty much um, or maybe the occasional change it but um, this is something that, yeah, because it's two clubs, one love. Uh, it's my two clubs and that. But because come on, it's obviously the ladies is now part of you know it's 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 going to be talked about every Sunday anyway. So there's always going to be a platform here for the girls to come on as well. So if um, if uh, you know they've had a good performance uh, or a bad performance, they can come on and share their views and that as well. So and, and share their views of the women's game. So um, I'm happy to have uh, more ladies uh, from the team coming on as well um, because. Um, you know this isn't really for me I'm I'm just doing this for a bit of fun this is just a bit of a a platform I'm not trying to get anything out of it but for me I just want to give it a platform for other people to have their voice and their opinion and sort of this this is a positive place for people so this is you know if you you pass that message on Andy to all the girls let them know if they want to come on and and they want to share their views um, yeah I'm more than welcome to have them on
3: no i'm sure they would love to come on and obviously talk about their kind of careers and stuff because a lot of them as you know that we're not full time but we're part time and a lot of them have obviously jobs outside of um football or they're at university in in college or school some of them um yeah. even players as young as that so um it's it'll be good to kind of people to know a little bit more about them and what their background is and what they do on a weekly basis and how much time and effort they actually put in probably people don't realize how many times that they train and the amount of efforts that they put in so I think it's important that they're kind of heard and they can kind of come on and, and talk and hopefully bring the next generation through because that's the big thing we want to try and get as many women playing or girls playing football at a young age and try and build the game as much as we can for the next group of players coming through
0: Excellent, that's no, great and it's, it just sounds like again, it's uh, going back to the whole match day experience for the men and, and obviously you know, that side of thing, but just in general, like it just seems to be that relegation has done a great thing, and now the women's team is coming into the play as well. And in the last eighteen months, as you mentioned, and I just feel like it's, it's a great time for Kilmarnock, both on, on and off the field for men and women. And if you know this can be something that we can introduce to the women as well, then it's fantastic. I mean, I don't know how it works, Andy, but um, and it's maybe something you can go away and think about. But see the her game campaign; they, they've they've signed up to a lot of clubs down south, you know, to to, to support it uh, to, and, and what it's all about as well. But up here, it's not massive. I, there's, there's no Scottish club that's signed up for any sort of deal, any, any, you know, to highlight all this. Now, I don't know who to go to speak to, probably maybe speak to Cathy about this, but I, I don't know. I feel as though it'd be great if kilmarnock could be the first club up in Scotland to um, sign, you know, get a deal um, in terms of with the um, Her Game campaign up here. Well.
3: Yeah, no, it's definitely something that we would be interested to talk about. And obviously, if if more people are obviously backing us, and 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 we can get involved in that type of stuff to help other people, then we'd love to do that. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think it would be good if we can try and speak to people like Kathy and and try and get people involved to
0: support the team. Yeah, it's maybe something to speak about on the uh, with the Killy Trust and that Obviously, I joined in the summer um, after years of biting but um, it's probably something to look at as well so no well hopefully going forward there'll be a lot of more positive things and I had a really good chat with Jammer after picking up my nice pink ball which was lovely to receive um, I was actually delighted to win it just for the pure fact that it was my daughter who was eyeing it up when she came in and seen it and um, yeah she was chuffed it was her birthday that week as well so it's sort of it was sweet really uh, that, that that happened and that so um, she, she, she was a bit all emotional though the weekend it was a bit too much for her birthday coming up she'd been to the first men's game uh, since before lockdown and then she was screaming first half come on you killer you can do this and then see so at mm-hmm. halftime she just had too much like so um, hopefully it was just because it's a different atmosphere I think it's about you don't to push her into it like at the same point I do want her to come along with me again so um, maybe I'll just leave the wife at home and uh, bring her myself, because um, she seems to be behave at the football uh, when she's with me. So,
2: you did just get Captain Conquer along Andy to the girls' games as well. All oh, no, the kids
3: that, at that, We're looking forward to getting Captain along to the the games. He's he, again, he, he's a a massive supporter of the women's team, and obviously everything that we put out on social media, we know that you guys obviously help us retweet and. And kind of like and quote tweet all the different t- stuff that goes out but obviously on a weekly basis he's really really good he's he's kind of keeps us going and obviously always supports us no matter what the kind of result is so it's people like that that you need um because they always yeah. get a smile in your face and i think if we can get him along to the games in the future it'll be a really nice thing to do for the for the younger girls in the academy etc yeah. no, that's what i like
2: about it you've got all the the kind of youth teams coming in being ball girls and things each week and a half time, you get them on the pitch and have a kickabout and the kids in the stand can come on and have a wee shout out and things. So it's things like that that the kids appreciate and it makes them want to come again. The fact that they're invited onto the pitch and being a part of it as well. It's really good.
0: Yeah. No, I'd just like to give a big shout out to you, Andy, because it must be, um, you know, it must be challenging like anything is at times, but you seem very happy about doing it. You seem very positive about it, and, and I think that's the main goal. Is if you're positive about it, and you've got a lot of energy about it, and drive, and you just you've got a you've got a vision. I think that's uh, half the battle. Sometimes, um, obviously, getting the product on the pitch is important. But you know, if you're enjoying it, that sort of uh, sort of you know the players will pick up on that. And uh, it's clear to see that they battled well in the last few games. And you know, even when they were looking down and out in that last game. Uh, they pulled it back so no well, well done Andy and obviously to Michael as well and, and the rest of the guys there so I'll certainly be doing my best to support where I can uh, and I'll be sharing the stuff on here as well like I say so no, nice chatting to you Andy. Is there anything else you think- want to, uh, to, to share before to, before we sort of close it up tonight?
3: No I, I just think it is if you've not been along to a game and it's something that you've kind of thought about we would love to obviously have you along and um, just back in the women's team, it's an exciting season for everybody. Um, we're obviously we we want to be promoted. We want to we want to win things, and we we need the backing. and And if we can get backing from the fans and, and get more people along, um, then it makes all the difference. Come four o'clock on a Sunday.
0: Good, great to hear, Andy. Well, it's been a pleasure having you. Um, you know, and Claire as well coming on. Um, you know, I've had you on a couple of weeks ago, and it's been great to just talk about. Uh, obviously all things come on it. But no, thanks both of you and uh, hopefully I'll see you soon. Thanks for having us.
2: Thanks very much.
0: Take care. care. Bye. Bye. See you later. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Well, there we have it. So, uh, you know, nearly closing up on the uh, uh, show tonight. Uh, We had Claire there uh, talking about uh, our narrow win yesterday, the only win in the championship. And thank you to Andy there, uh, the um, manager of the ladies football team uh, for Kelly, who uh, does a fantastic job week in, week out with those girls. Um, and yeah, I think they've next games in a couple of weeks as well. So we'll be finding out who they're playing next and getting that shouted out on the page. Um, also, thanks to Rob tonight as well, um, who gave us insight on the Shrewsbury game. Um, and, you know, going forward, Shrewsbury, look like they're going... Uh, into a sort of maybe a good position now uh, after those last couple of wins at home. Now before we um, close up, I, w- I did promise um, mentioning about the other team that we talk about on here on a weekly basis, which is the Jambos, who are flying flying high in the uh, in the uh, champ, in, sorry, in the Premier League, um, still the only team undefeated in that league as well. And he gave us our, his insight into yesterday's game uh, against Dundee there so just going to have a quick read for this so still unbeaten in the league and sitting top on goal difference so that was before rangers obviously played yesterday um but they did fit, but it did feel like it was a massive two points dropped against a team that they really should have beaten as to be fair Dundee was poor but hearts didn't take control of the game in the second half and that cost them um a good first half from hearts spread the ball well especially from Cochrane and shooter 37 minutes. The Jamtars got what they deserved after some nice passing in the play, sorry, in the box. The play, uh, the ball was played off to John Souter on the edge of the box, and the heart centre half curled the ball into the top corner uh, to make it one nil. So uh, Suter getting on the top, uh, getting a top bid there in a one nil uh, result at half time. Uh, a great goal and finish, in his, in his opinion. Um, he also mentioned about Charlie Adam now. Before we discuss um, his views on Charlie Adam and um, what he describes about Charlie Adam just shows how poor we were in that playoff game last season because Charlie Adam ran the show. So he says about Charlie Adam that whenever Benny Banagimi, if that's how you pronounce his name, or Benny, um, got the ball, he constantly fouled him. He just couldn't keep up with the pace, so just commits fouls himself. He just looks like a Sunday league player, so that says a lot for our performance in the playoff last season who's just in from a night out the previous evening. <laughs> to be fair, he does look like that. The officials were back at their best. No bookings for the constant fouls by Dundee players, but two for nothing challenges by players in the room. It shows what great depth there is in the hot squad, though, uh, now compared to previous seasons, when they can bring players like on Mikel Steven and Josh Giannelli off the bench in the second half. He did mention that Craig Gordon went down the knock in the head, following a clash of heads with a Dundee forward in the box. And while he was getting some treatment, a scummy Dundee fan decided to throw a cup of a at him, which, yeah, I'm laughing at the scummy bit, but yeah, he's right what he's saying. Don't be a deck if you're at a football game. That could have hurt someone for a start. And it's just, you know, what, what's the point? So, you know, anyone that does that, yeah, it's just, it's not classy. You know, don't do it. It's, it's, it's up there with the likes of so, uh, online abuse, racism. It's just... Foggish, no need for it. And, you know, you just look an absolute balance. So, simple as don't do it. Um, he went on to say a lapse of concentration then from Hearts led to the Dundee equaliser Jason Cummins getting ahead a of there, the dog Not only uh, would that have infuriated Hearts fans because of him being an ex um, but it infuriated that on two levels because uh, of being an ex Shrewsbury player who didn't really perform his best at town, but as it goes, has the potential to score in big games, as he did at Shrewsbury. And he got the equaliser there after coming on as a sub. Uh, seven minutes added on. Not long enough for Harv to find a goal to retake the lead. So, it looked like an off day for Boise as well. That's <coughs> man. So, I asked him who his top three players were. He said uh, Stephen Kingsley, John Souter, and Alex Cochran. Um and he said about Jason Commons that he didn't do anything really apart from score. So yeah, there we go. But um I sent him a gift last night with Joker, he didn't reply. Um so I probably uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't have wound him up, but no, he's uh he's all cool today. And uh um knowing Daz, he will have brushed that off and i will be looking forward to the next game and um, that they've got. So <coughs> Apologies that. So basically, yeah, so that's uh, the sort of three clubs uh, covered there. And as mentioned, talking about the Killy ladies, you know, if you've not been down to a game, as Andy said, you know, we'd love to have you down there, he was saying. So again, you know, I've been myself and it's good standard. So if you're pissed off after a result on a Saturday watching the Killy, get down to the ladies and watch them on a Sunday and you'll feel a whole lot better. Trust me, the standard's good. Um, And hopefully by the end of the season, we'll have a double celebration with the men's and the women's. But for now, it's been a pleasure Um, speaking once again. um, If you're listening, remember you can get it on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Spotify, watch it back on YouTube or Twitter. Uh, Remember to go to the Fan Hub as well and also on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you stop online abuse. If you see it, report it um, and racism as well as it was uh, highlighted in the game at Shrewsbury last week is bang out of order. And well done to Shrewsbury there for uh, quickly dealing with the uh, um, episode there last week. Um, And hopefully they will not only get lifetime bans, but they'll get a jail sentence for it because racism is not acceptable in any form or matter. So um, that's the last sort of thing I wanted to talk about today. But it's been a pleasure speaking to uh, my guests, Claire Morrison, uh, Andy, and also Rob once again thank you very much and um, to the listeners um, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show if you've not watched back obviously or or you want to listen back um, you know give it a retweet to people that haven't uh, that'd be very much appreciated and remember if you're on YouTube like and subscribe um, as well but for now take care have a good week and we'll see you next Sunday